ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 333. So wonderful to be back here with all y'all. My name is J.J.M. Clark, J. the Jedi Ross, and for the very last time, surprise, surprise, we're coming to you from the Smoking Pod Studio. The last time, you ask, what do you mean? Well, we're going to explain that. Uh, welcome back, kids. We're hanging out. We're hanging out with an old friend. We're hanging out with the one and only Mr. Jimmy McKnight. Jimmy, you're What's back. Up, my friend? I'm back. How you doing, buddy? It's good to talk to you. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing at this moment. I'm doing great. <laughs> yes. That's what it's all about. It's about the moment. If you're yes. doing great in the moment, you're doing great in life. We have to live in the moment these days, man. That's uh, pretty much all that exists. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, hey, people, how you doing? We're back. Uh, a little explanation I should maybe give when I say this is the final episode from the Smoking Pod Studio. Um, I'm moving out. I'm moving on. Uh, a little bit of pulling back the curtain for those who don't know or uh, aren't in the loop. I think most of you are. Uh, my former relationship, my ex-partner uh, slash current roommate uh, slash co-parent, uh, the cute vixen, which all of you who listen regularly would be familiar with. We have been living together, sharing a house uh, for the past three years or so uh, in order to co-parent our child and basically save financially because everybody knows how it is out there nowadays. <laughs> It's insane. Um, and we didn't break up over any kind of nefarious uh, reasons. Um, it was very amicable. We're still very close. Uh, we're still very tight. You see her popping up all the time on my social media or on the show. Um, actually, a couple episodes ago, she popped in to say hey, hello to Dirk Manning when he was hanging out. So that was lots of fun. So anyways, uh, yeah, everything's cool. Everything's uh, awesome. But after three years, our kid has reached uh, maturity. The Padawan has come to an understanding uh, where it's kind of time to move on. Uh, hold on. I got a quick question. Uh, Crystal Hope, any Mandalorian talk today? Let me know if I should go. No, we're not going to spoil any Mandalorian. I don't know how much Star Wars might even come up. We got a whole bunch of other stuff to go on. Um, uh, oh, she loves that song. Crystal loves that song. It makes her wiggle. That's the Slackers, of course, a brand new theme song. Thank you so much to the boys for providing that. That's Ska Boheme. can be found on the Boss Harmony Sessions. Y'all need to check out the Slackers, greatest Jamaican rock and roll band in the history of the world. Um, anyways, so, you know, we're still good. Everything's great, but, uh, it's time to move on and it's, uh, time to kind of live our own separate lives. So I'm staying here in the hammer, beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, where, uh, we're hunkered down. Um, but I got a sweet new gig. Um, don't know what it's called yet. Cause that's still running around in our minds. Uh, we got a really cool new pad, really cool new little studio. Um, so we're going to be setting up and rebooting for the new year. Um, even though it doesn't feel like the new year is going to be much of a reboot because it's, you know, I can't see the date changing, making much else change in this madness right now. But, uh, you know, we can still look forward to a new year, I guess, because it's a new calendar to look at. I don't know. But uh, for a lot of you folks who've been following along last few episodes, too, there's been a bit of a shift in the show, uh, a bit of a return to the old school nonsense on which an elegant weapon was found and uh, founded and based. Um, because, to be honest, um, <laughs> got a little sick of the, the Kickstarter talk. I, uh, you know, I love comics, always will. We'll continue to talk about them on the show. It still will be an absolute platform to showcase independent artists and creators. Uh, but it's just getting to be a bit too much. Kind of felt like I was having the same conversation over and over and over again, which actually 
lends me to give a nice little tip to all you comic book Kickstarters getting on the podcast out there. Find something unique to talk about. Find something interesting, uh, an interesting way to get into your book or to present your book. Because um, asking the same old, you know, I can only ask you what inspired your comic and what your reward tiers are so many times. And I love to hear about the books. And, uh, you know, it's still a passionate thing. And I hope to provide that for uh, provide that voice and that platform for you kids. But, you know, maybe we can help each other with that. Um, so for a while, we're going back to the old school in a way. And we're just going to talk some shit. Talk about what I feel like talking about. Because a lot of the stuff I have felt like talking about lately has had nothing to do with comic books or any of the other wonderful things that we love. Although we have had a lot of Mandalorian talk. Uh, thanks to Sam Noir for joining us in the last two weeks. And Bob Sally talk about some Mandalorian. Although we had a bit of a break. I almost cracked in that last episode. Did you see that last episode, Jimmy, at all? No, I didn't. I apologize. All right. uh, or it might have been the one before last. But uh, our good friend Bob Sally uh, was on the show. And um, I devolved a little right there on the show. And we were talking about comics. We're talking about Mandalorian, but just my mind wasn't there. My heart wasn't there. And it really actually bled into an old school type conversation um, that I ended up just loving, just having a fantastic time. Um, so, you know, I was like, let's, let's roll with that. Cause there's too much other crap going on that is distracting me from the things that are supposed to distract me from the other crap. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is actually perfect because um, we can kind of look at this as a, you know, another new chapter, another fresh start, as this show has had many over the years and not having talked to you, Jimmy, in so long and you having taken a podcasting break, which we'll explain. Um, and we have so much to catch up on is kind of the perfect way to go out uh, in the smoking pod studio here. Um, you know, so it works out kind of perfectly. So that's that's where it's going. So to lay things out, Jimmy McKnight, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Jimmy McKnight was the former host of the Arc Junkies podcast, uh, which grew to be pretty much the biggest welding podcast on the planet. Um, he had started out previously to that uh, doing the Ninja Starship podcast, which was very similar to an elegant weapon. It was chats with uh, our nerdy friends about the nerdy things we, that we love. Um, and you much earlier than me got to a point where you were like, yeah, not feeling it. So you kind of dove into what was your extreme passion at the time, um, your profession, um, which is wealth. And you took that and ran with it and built arc junkies into this massive entity, um, becomes this huge success. You're having a great time rolling along. And again, you decide not feeling it. You take a break this time, a big break. You've been off for a long time. You pass along uh, your show to your fine co-host. Um, sorry, naming escaping me off the top of my head. Uh, it's not my co-host. It was a uh, another uh, person in the welding community. His name is Jason Becker. Okay, didn't you guys do a few shows together, though, before oh, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. handed it over, right? Yeah, you guys were yeah. kind of doing a thing, and then you've handed it off to him. So that is still kicking. That is still live and kicking. Um, so you all go check out ARC Junkies. Um, but now Jimmy's coming back. Jimmy's coming back with, uh, with something new. So before we catch up and get all in our personal, uh, nonsense, uh, fill me in on, uh, what the new idea is here. Well, the new idea is, uh, really an old idea. I'm going back to the whole reason that I got tired of doing the Ninja Starship was a lot of the reason that I ran into, uh, why I got more or less tired of doing art junkies is that when you, start talking about a certain subject for too long and a lot of this podcasting platform in my opinion what's being told is very old even though podcasting is very new you know 
being told that you must be niche, being told that you have to be very one topical type of, of uh, content, I think is, is the old way of doing things. I think when this all started, you know, that was awesome. If you wanted to be the welding podcast, be the welding podcast. If you wanted to be the comic book podcast, be the comic book podcast. But eventually what happens is your other interests go ignored and they start to come out. So eventually what you want to do is start talking about these other things that, you know, it, once you start talking about them, your audience kind of starts to turn on you a little bit because they're like, you don't even talk about welding anymore. You're not even talking about comic books anymore and you're not even doing this and you can't make everybody happy and blah, 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 blah. So it gets to the point where you're like, I'm not even happy doing this anymore. Why don't I do what I want to do and start my own show, which isn't topical at all, except for my name. And it's whatever right. I want to talk about. So right. that's what we're going to do. So that's why I've come up with McKnight show. And it's going to be very, uh, conversational slash motivational entrepreneurial uh more or less just an entertainment based show that can give you tips to help better your life and help you get off your ass right because on. that's really like what i'm get all off about your ass part man um especially that's become becoming a lot more of this show I, I i've been lucky that i did kind of follow that joe rogan model from the beginning and where even though this has been like a pop culture geeky podcast and kind of did trend trend into being an interview podcast for a long time it still always was me doing whatever the fuck I wanted and me talking yeah. to whoever the fuck I wanted. Right. So that's why it's actually very cool. I can look back at the litany of guests that have been on an elegant weapon and it's very varied, you know, it's celebrities and creative people. And, uh, you know, I've had professors on and all that kind of fun stuff. So, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it, it, I feel you. I'm, 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 I'm wanting to let it just be free flow because I feel like I have more to say on a personal level these days too. Because yeah. the world has changed so drastically, I have changed so drastically in this past year that you can't just stick to the same same constraints, right? Like, like exactly. you gotta let your podcast involve with you because it's your voice, right? Mm -hmm. So you know, I've I've gotten to a point where this quarantine has done a lot to me, man, and <laughs> you know, yeah, because brother. for a guy like me, I mean, you know me, I, I thrive off the social aspect of life. I'm not one of these introverted geeks. I'm, I've been, I've been hamming up the spotlight since grade two. And I got that lead role in Peter rabbit's mother day play, you know, it, like <laughs> I just love it. Like I'm always comfortable around people. I love people. I love to share with people. Oh, look at Bob, Sally, two podcasting Titans. That's very sweet. Of you, Bob. <laughs> What's up, Bob. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a big part of my life. I'm one of those social people where I thrive off people and, you know, it's not wanting to be the center of attention, even though I do love that fully admit it. It's just being around people. I'm a social guy. I like to talk and converse and, you know, just be amongst the people. It's that's what I was able to take and, you know, spin into helping with things I love like source point press and such. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's gone. This was supposed to be the biggest year of all of that. Source point, we were going to go cross oh. Canada on our on our <laughs> cross Canada tour. We were going to sell out. We sold out Vancouver. We were going to take Calgary. We were we were going to do it all, and then gone. And my mm -hmm. life vanished. Everything I do is just an absolute impossibility now. So I have had yeah. to struggle with what do I do with my life. So I started walking the earth, as you're familiar with. Changed my entire existence, my entire physique, you know, I'm changing my entire environment and you can't help but have your mind changed in that process too. And 
I've, I don't know about you, but I've been hardened in a way, but I also feel more enlightened because of a lot of things that I've been doing. So how's this affected you at all? Where are you at? Because I haven't checked in with you in a while. Uh, I think that hardened is definitely a good word to go with. Um, I would say right off the bat, when this thing all kind of started, it definitely, I think like the rest of us, you know, kind of fucked with me right off rip. Cause it was like this invisible thing. That's just, you know, the way that it was coming out was like, people were just throwing up blood in the streets and falling over and dying is what everybody was thinking. This was going to happen, you know? And then we all kind of hide inside and, and just the mental aspect of being labeled non-essential, uh, the whole world that you know it being completely turned upside down to where we really didn't re even realize like how good things really were till now. And we're so restricted in everything that we can do. Um, I kind of dealt with it as like, it really almost is kind of what pushed me to make that jump from arc junkies, because it's like, look, I'm already at the point where I'm not very happy doing this. And now all this other shit just happened and I can't go do anything. Uh, I tried to hang on to it for a little bit and then it was like, all right, you know what? This is, this is just done. I, I have to focus on, I have to focus on reprogramming everything because this is all new life. So, you know, a lot like yourself. Yes. I, I had to reprogram myself and get into the, you know, mindset of, okay, we're going to be inside a lot. Now everything's very restricted now. How can I still create? What can I still do? I still have a message that I want to get out. I still want to be creative. And I had to kind of like more or less build up my mental toughness, build up my mental strength. And I did that through a lot of, a lot of reading, uh, a lot of soul searching. Um, you know, I, I found, uh, you know, through a lot of books, um, you know, especially through guys like uh, Andy Frisella, uh, Grant Cardone, you know, th these guys are, are, big power players of, of basically making things happen and, and mental toughness. And, uh, that really, really kind of like led me down a path of like even finding faith and finding, you know, uh, a new outlook on life and, and, and looking at how I used to look at things and finding the positive in those ways to kind of push me back into the thing that I love doing, which is metal and fabrication work and, and, and educating people and, and doing this kind of thing. Uh, but it's all, it's all different now, you know what I mean? But I feel like after all this time, you know, and this more or less, I mean, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, in the eighties movies, when, when you, when you go away and there's like a montage where you're getting tougher and then, you know, you're coming back and then now you're like the dude and you're ready to take on, you know, uh, a Lee Ho in the fight. I mean, that's, that's, that's kind of what it is now. You know, we, we've gone and done our ninja training. Now we're back and, and we're ready to, to take this on. And even with Michigan possibly having another lockdown here in the next couple of weeks, uh, I feel way more ready than I, I was last time for sure. Like now it's like, okay, go ahead, lock me down. I'm going to create so much fucking content and write so much badass guitar that you can't, you're not going to be able to fuck with my head anymore because I'm, I'm that much stronger now up there. Right. Right. It's, uh, so that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, yeah, you can, you, well, you can imagine what I did. I mean, what happens, I got two major aspects to my life and that's my profession mm -hmm. and you know, my involvement in all the things that I love. So all those things go away. What do I got left? I got trees and I'm very lucky that since the beginning of this thing, I've been an essential worker. Um, I did take a sabbatical in the summer. It took four months off, but it wasn't due to quarantine. I, wasn't due to COVID, you know, I 
I just kind of took advantage of a situation, um, you know, that worked out for me where I could take that break at a time when everybody else was taking a break too. Cause I was like, you know, yeah. fuck it. Um, cause I had even lost my passion for trees. I was just done with so much and I was really excited for the big year. And yeah. So I was like, okay, hey, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to walk the earth. Cause I had already started last February. Like I was already a little depressed last February, you know, due to just certain life circumstances. And I was yep. already kind of not eating much and, you know, getting out there. And then I just started to walk and walk. I won't get too into this cause I've told it a lot lately, but, uh, spending so much time like it's such a cheesy way that i went about it in 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 a certain outlook but i i literally i went to the woods i went back to nature i hiked i climbed trees i worked i sweat i joined a gym i i ate right i've you know i lost 60 pounds man or almost 65 yeah bro right you look fantastic now you want to say the ninja i look like a ninja now and it's it's exciting (laughs) And I can't wait because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to show the last road to fight club picture, probably, you know, just around Christmas or so, because a little bit about a year since I've been on this, you know, journey to change, and you know, because everybody, every guy wants it. Like if you go to the top trainer guy like out there in Hollywood or ever, and you're like, uh, this was a Rob McElhinney story, how he went to his trainer to lose all that weight for it's sunny in Philly. And he's okay. like, look, I have this ideal picture of the ideal man body like in my head and the guy goes stop stop right there because i'll tell you he's like what he's like brad pitt fight club and he's like how'd you know and he's like every dude wants to look like brad pitt in fight club it's what they all want <laughs> you know but i actually looked at it and i was like okay hey, no one thinks i could accomplish that you know that's an absolutely insane situation people don't do that right and fucking yeah. something maybe go fuck all y'all i don't know what it was because i'm not the type to do that you know me i'm not the type yeah to- bro be spurred on by that no and or just no i just i'm not the type to be spurred on by doubt like i'm not the type of guy that if you tell me i can't do it makes me want to do it more like if you tell me i can't do it i kind of go can i like i'm not sure i gotta check right but if i know i can i know i can so in this situation for some reason i just knew i could and i was like fuck y'all this one actually did spur me on major for the first time like in my life i was like i'm gonna fucking do this right and then I looked into it and it turns out it's not that impossible. He only looked like that in that movie because he was lean as fuck. Yep. So I was like, I don't have to lift. I don't have to become like a crazy muscle bound gym rat guy. I just got to move. I got to yeah, start move moving and, and I got to strip it. I got to eat right and strip it down. Right. Yep. And that's what I did. And it was actually once you get rolling pretty fucking easy. But the yeah. cool thing that came out of it was other people being inspired. Lots of other friends of mine were like, went to check out sites that I had checked out. Right. Um, so yeah, that was very cool. So that's how I went like that cheesy back to nature thing. But then I found it and I was like, you know what, if I can't do anything, I'm going to be the most badass tree fucking enslayer I can be. Right. Which has yeah. also invigorated me in a way where I'm kind of like, fuck it now. Like, isn't it weird, weird how this quarantine has gotten like, it's gotten me to a point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I'm, I'm not nearly as sensitive a person. Not that I'm a dick now, but does that make sense? Like, Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Because of the confusion of the whole, this thing, man, it's like confusing for each of us because it really is like to, cause most people now, like a lot of people were in different camps at one time or another, but now I think everybody is kind of molded into a camp of just not fucking knowing where on one side you're like, I'm so sick and tired of this. It seems so stupid 
really? There's so many other things we do that make masks absolutely ridiculous. Like there's that whole side of it. And I see a lot of that. But then I see the other side and I do have a particular outlook being in Canada and I look down south and I see, okay, if we do let it get out of control, it's going to fucking get out of control. It's going to rage like wildfire. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I get that. It's just kind of a super flu and it may not kill everybody on earth. So do we just kind of, you know, let it go. But when you see it let go, it, it causes some serious damage. So I'm on that fence like everybody else. Are you feeling that? Where like sometimes you're like, this makes sense and we should do this. And other times it's like, what are we doing? I'm at the point now where honestly, man, like whatever we have to do to get past this, to get back to some sense of normalcy and and erase the constant uncertainty that's over everybody's head, uh, I'm I'm in. I mean, I... I I wear the mask all the time. I wear it at work all the time. Uh, I'm militant about people that show up to my shop and like delivery people that don't come in with a mask on, you know, I'm by the door, like, and you know, I'm me standing there, like put your fucking mask on before you come in here. Like I get like that because it's like, look, none of us want to get shut down for two weeks and go, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we might get a little assistance here or there, but we don't want the assistance. We want to go work. We want to make right. our living. We want to keep getting up and doing our job and coming home and providing and having a sense of, of actually like, you know, being something to society. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to that stuff, like, yeah, it's, it's wear the mask. It's, it's follow the guidelines, you know, keep your social distancing, whatever we have to do. And everybody said, Oh, we did that before and it didn't work. No, we kind of really didn't because everybody was still like, oh, this is bullshit. We don't, the hospitals ain't full of people, blah, 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 blah. No, it's way different now. It is way, way, way different now. Yeah. So yeah. like I See, said, we, man, just we completely shut comply, down pretty go early, along with right? it and get done. Like It's just yeah. like getting fucking pulled over by the cop. Just yes, sir. No, sir. Sorry, sir. No problem. Have a nice day. See ya. Boom. When you act yes. like an asshole, that's when two or three more cop cars pull up. This is the same fucking scenario. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. See, we locked down a lot quicker and a lot tighter than you guys did here, and yeah. it worked. Our numbers plummeted, and then summer came, and we opened up a little bit again, yep. and they kind of went up a little. So we're like, okay, then the mask, because we didn't have the mask mandate right away because we were in lockdown. You couldn't go anywhere, so there was no point to wear a mask, right? Yeah. And then we started opening up again, and they were like, okay, mask mandate, and then um, it was okay, but then it started rising again. Now we're back up. To the top, Toronto and Peel uh, were just sh- t- like Toronto and the region beside it. Peel were just shut down back into lockdown as of tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I'm out here in Hamilton in the red zone. So we're like a stage away from it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, fuck, because let's just, all right, let's just lock down all over again and get it done with and plummet the numbers again. But then if we try to open up again, it's just, they're just going to raise. So I'm very frustrated in that in between point. Now we're going to have this a fucking. Lot of it- yeah. Now we're going to have this va- vaccine, which I'm also 50 50 on because we haven't had enough time to test it yet. I'm all about vaccines, right? Like uh, my kids vaccinated. It's all good. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, I I'm believe in science. Yeah. yeah. I believe yeah. in all that, but this is fast. This yeah. is really fast, you know? So, it, you know, but what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say that I think a lot of it too, with how the, the numbers, you know, how you were saying they, they started rising right back up and stuff. I don't believe it's just wearing the mask. A lot of this goes because there's no education on cross-contamination with most of these people. 
So you have people like, say, for instance, at the at the drive-through, wearing the same pair of gloves, touching everybody's money. They're, it's just like they're they're doing the same shit that they would do with their hands, but oh, they have gloves on now. That that doesn't mean anything. You know, they don't understand that. Like, hey, you have to change the shit every time you get ready to do this. But at the same time, you got a drive-through full of 30 people honking their horns, getting pissed off. The managers just got off the phone with car number three. Where the fuck's my fries? And they're like, all right, they got to shove that shit out. Yeah. So this is where this kind of happened. Well, we, the same thing when they did the mask mandate about, you know, uh, uh, you know, saying like gas stations, you couldn't open up the, you couldn't serve somebody if they didn't have a mask on. That would not work because all of these gas stations don't make money off the gas. They make money off of all the bullshit that's in the store, like the energy drinks, the cigarettes, the right. candy, the, you know, all that shit. And you're going to tell me that all these guys on their work rush that are coming in with no mask, they're going to say, no, I'm sorry, we can't take your money. We're going to lose out on money. That's where their thinking is. So yeah. if you take out the money equation, you'll have a lot better success with this. Well, we went no cash people to for stay a while, home. Eh? Huh? We went no cash for a while. Okay. You had to pay with debit. Most stores were like, we are not accepting cash. You have to pay with debit. Yeah, there's a couple of places that did that here. Yeah, you pull up to the drive-thru, and the debit machine is on a stick now. So they hold the debit machine out the window on a stick, and you tap Mm -hmm. your card or do whatever, right? And then they bring it in and squeegee it or whatever. And uh, then they put your food in a tray, and they hand out the tray, and you take your food off the tray. Yeah, there's a couple places that do that. You know, but I mean, again, you know, there, once it's in somewhere, it's kind of in somewhere. But I, I, you know, I don't get it. I just, I hope in some way we can get back to a certain normalcy. But like, do you think we even can like ever go right back to where we were? Or if we do, will it be like a several year process? You know, like. I try to look at it in the way of the main thing that I really miss. What is the main thing out of all of this that I miss the absolute most? Because I can still see my family, I can still go to work as far as it's as far as it goes. Um, I didn't really go out to eat too much, although not being able to take my wife out somewhere to eat does kind of suck every once in a while. But I would say the main thing that I absolutely miss the most is live concerts, live music at a, oh, in yeah. a massive area, festivals, things of that sort. That's where I, I that, that's where I just get back to to be in me as a as a as a whole is that at a live metal show be it at a big venue at a small venue whatever that's that's me i try to look at how are we going to get back to this and i seen the you know the uh the one video where everybody was in like those fucking little bubbles and they're you know at that live show or whatever i'm like you know that that's all great and grand and shit but you try to do that at a cannibal corpse show and we'll see how long somebody sits in the bubble when they're puking in there you know what i mean like i don't i don't think so that's not going to happen so yeah i saw something the other day of where Ticketmaster and I, I can't I can't confirm this though because it was just briefly that I, I briefly looked at it but something about you know showing that you have the vaccine in order to be able to come up to the shows like you wouldn't be able to buy a ticket unless you had the card right. but at that point like that especially in America here bro that raises all kinds of flags of like oh well, I can't come to you unless I take your vaccine but that's like that's like you may as well be selling the mark of the beast to 90% of America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's how, that's how they're going to think about this thing. So yeah, I, 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 the answer is, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot longer than people are thinking. And I agree. I, I, don't think I, like, gonna... I see shows 
dude, they're booked for like 2021. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like that Thor meme. Like, is it though? Like, yeah. I, I don't really think so. I, I, I don't yeah. think, I, I think that's hopeful. I think that that's, that's, that's very positive thinking. Um, in all reality, I, I don't think that's, that's there. I, I, uh, I heard, cause I, I watch, um, machine heads acoustic happy hour every Friday and, uh, you know, Rob Flynn, the singer is always talking about how, like, you know, they're told, they're told two years before at least any kind of touring whatsoever. And I mean, who knows, man, who knows, even hockey's having this issue. Like how is hockey even going to get back into normal? They're, they, they still haven't started back up in any kind of real fashion yet. And they're talking about doing things in just bubbles. Like, okay, this area of teams play these people and these area teams play these people. And we don't cross and do nothing to help keep the, the you know, the spread down. We're all still figuring this out. We're flying by the seat of our ass each day. It's something new, a new hurdle to, to, uh, you know, because everybody wants to get back into this. Well, what about this? Oh, I don't know. We got to figure out a policy and how to go through it. Right. It's going to be a long time, bro. It's going to be a long time. I miss most Comic Cons. I really do. You know me. I miss my friends. I miss my Comic Cons. And I've given up. And I'm flat out, I've not given up on life at all but I've given Mm. up on life being what it was because I can't sit here and wait and expect things to go back to normal. And two years is too long to Uh, adapt and overcome, man. I can't be a waiter. Do you know what I mean? I need to be doing now need to be making it happen now. Right. Yep. Yep. So for me, it's just been a big quest of trying to find myself again. And it's been cool that this has been able to lead to a certain amount of introspection. And uh, I like a lot of what's happened. I'm still sad that I can't have what I'm missing. Mm. But I guess I've learned to be excited about being on the quest to find some new way to live life. Does that make sense? A hundred percent, dude. You know, like really like, because it has like being such a social person. I've had to really try hard at being, you know, not so. And Luckily, yeah. I have wonderful people in my life. One in particular who I, you know, I get to do a huge amount of my amazing hiking adventures with very close to home. And uh, that helps a lot. And yeah. even though I'm out there still, you're, I don't know, it's even hard to quantify. You know, you're thinking about it so much. It's hard to like put into words how you, some of the feelings we're having nowadays. So, so it feels like the purpose was taken away. Yes, and we have absolutely. To find new does. Purpose. Yes, finding new purpose. But like I have other purposes. It's more about finding the passion for the purposes. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's finding that passion, yeah. and, and for me, it was turning it off and giving up, and not hoping for it anymore, and being like, "What can I do right now?" You know what? I can sit down with my kid and watch. You know, I can binge the entire uh, last Avatar or last airbender series with my kid and finally figure out what the big fucking deal is about the fucking avatar. And I yeah. watched it and now I know what the big Pretty fucking deal ass. is about the fucking avatar. <laughs> I had this great yeah. time with my kid and really connected over it. Right. And, yep. and yeah, those things are great. So it's kind of like just learning to move on and let go of something you may not be able to have, you know, just like in a relationship when you have to move on and walk away from something you may not want to, but, you know, you got to accept what you can't really change, you know? And, uh, yeah. yeah, that's definitely where we're all at. And some are doing a lot better than others. I think that's what I was getting going to get into more with the being hardened 
earlier is some people are not handling this well. Oh no. And I'm really getting fucking sick of a lot of the ways it's not being handled well. And I'm a little angry, but I'm I'm controlling that anger as I have learned to do and and, and trying yeah. to find creative ways to uh, behave in the world. And it's actually made me step up as a better person. I am more now brazen to call you out on something shitty you're doing because I don't give a fuck about your feelings if you're doing something shitty at this point because we all need to be pulled together. Does that Absolutely. make sense? Right? Yeah. So, it, like, especially how, you know what I kind of think is funny about how this whole quarantine is fucking with the whole social justice thing in the way that it was. And because I do even agree, you know, you know we're not going to get too deep into political stuff, but we have to address certain fucking elephants in the room. And for me, I was going to say, be careful. Last time we did that, your whole audience hated me. (laughs) Well, you have evolved. We'd even talked since then and everybody evolves in their thoughts and their thinking. And look, like you sat down with me to your credit when Trump was first running and you had your reasons for supporting him and you sat down and we had a really good fucking conversation about it, which I've told people about. I was like, if you listen to that, it makes perfect sense. You know, then things kept happening. And as the world evolved and he evolved, you know, you evolved in your thinking and nobody could have expected a lot of the shit that happens. And I know for a fact you couldn't. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Half the shit. But I mean, where that went, I'm not even interesting these days on your feelings about where you are with that kind of crap, because just the effect of it all has made me like, I'm over it, bro. I'm shit. Right. But that's what I mean. I'm like, but also (laughs) now I also see, I also see certain points to the other side where, you know, on the left, things have gotten absolutely kind of nuts. I am seeing certain people whining and bitching about things on the internet that are making me very angry because it's on the internet and you're not doing a goddamn thing about it. I think we're living in a world where, yeah, we got to use the internet as more of a tool now because we're stuck at home, but this should also be showing you fucking people that you need to get outside and you need to reconnect with the earth because you're being assholes. You're being sissies. And I'm not trying to sound like your feelings don't matter. And I'm not, see, that's where I'm trying to ride this balance, right? Because I'm a sensitive guy. I care about people. I care about your feelings. I care about equality. Everybody out there watching this fucking knows that. But I'm also a fucking tree climber. I have also bled and sweat for 20 fucking years. And I do know the value of hard fucking work at the same time. And it's hard for me to balance out because a lot of the communities that I'm involved with are very introverted, non-active people, right? Mm -hmm who find it very easy to sit behind a keyboard and express feelings to a magnitude that they don't necessarily need to be risen to. Right. True. So that's just getting in my craw right now. I just want to read what Dirk Manning has written. Uh, We got to isolate now. So everyone will be there when we gather later. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of like, but on both sides, like I'm sick of hearing yelling from like, like people just being overly crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. If somebody happens to walk through a fucking door and just had a stupid, dumb moment where their mask wasn't fully on or something, you don't need to lose your fucking shit. You could just yeah. be like, hey, you know, oh, I don't know if you noticed, but your fucking mask is down or something. Right, could like, you pull, Could you pull that up? You know, like there's just and I watch on and just people are just absolutely losing their goddamn minds over shit that they need to relax. People need to chill the fuck out. You know, you do not 
the world has gotten to a point where everybody thinks everybody has to agree with them for some fucking reason. This is about accepting people. Remember when acceptance was the big word, right? Yeah. You don't have, I don't have to agree with you to accept your opinion as your valid opinion, even if I think it's dog shit. That is not necessary. People are forgetting that your belief in that other opinion, that other opinion is absolutely unnecessary to you having your opinion. So yes. don't get so worked up about shit. Let's reason again. Let's talk again. Everybody knows that talking is what's missing from the world, right? Yes. Yeah. So. It, seems, it seems almost like there's this search for victimhood because I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this. It seems like, say, for instance, how we were talking about how uh, – I'm trying to figure out the best way to, to go about this here carefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, you know, you know how like let's, we let's, keep uh, you you take it. I'll, you know how we I'll, keep I'll, getting yeah. further away from survival of the fittest. Yes. Right? We also need to know, and we always say this to ourselves, that those who forget the past are condemned to relive it. Right. Yes. Yet yes. there are certain things about the past that we need to learn from. That aren't the things to just necessarily not do, but the things to also do now nature is nature. And if you truly are on the fucking internet bitching and whining about, you know, balance and equality and nature and all this shit, you need to get off your ass and you need to start doing what's right for the planet, for yourself and for everybody else. You know what I mean? So yes. it's, you know, I believe that we've evolved to a point and a time in our civilization and on our planet that everyone has the right to live and be happy, and that shouldn't be an issue. And, you know, the lack of appreciation uh, for this planet we live on has just gotten to a point where since I have reconnected with nature, I'm just double pissed off about it now. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, fucking every get, get the fuck outside, fucking do something, you know, go for a goddamn walk instead of bitching about whoever said whatever about on the celebrity on the fucking Internet. I'm just so goddamn done with it. And, yeah. you know, I figure it's kind of fun. I'm having fun with this because, like, this is really broken my brain, Jimmy. I'm really fucked up and not in like a horrible. No one should be worried about me at all. But I'm, I'm every day is just like a new adventure of this new person that I am trying to navigate this new world. And it's yeah, batshit crazy, batshit crazy, right? I've kind of looked at it as the point of I'm keeping anything that drains any sort of emotional energy for me anymore because I'm a very empathic person. Okay, if I'm at work and someone's coming over to me and they're all fuck this, fuck this place, I fucking hate it. Like I absorb that shit like you can't believe, and it starts fucking my day up. And I'm like, Ugh, and I have to get away from that shit. So what I've done is, and the best way I heard it described is like you got to think about all the all the shit that drains your emotional energy and how fucked up that makes everything in your life. If you think about that, you have like an entire pizza. Okay. Your pizza is your whole emotional energy. And then you got these people taking pieces of your pizza. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're not whole anymore. And then and, and you just can't, you can't function like that. You have to cut that shit out and become a whole pizza again so that you can actually get through this shit. You have to be an 
optimal elite performer in my eyes nowadays to get through all of this shit that we have to get through, through all the negative press, through all the, the, the shitty attitudes of people, through how just society is anymore. Dude, you have to be 100% on point to not be infected by any of that. Just sharp as a tag, plowing through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we just need to, if we waste this opportunity, man, like I'm all about like free market capitalism, promote your shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. The the promotion machine has gotten to such an impersonal point that it's, it's kind of ugly to me now. Does that Mm. make sense? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm really over all the cancel culture bullshit. That too, like of that, course. Yeah, that's something yeah. that really just like, oh my god, this guy said something fucking ten years ago that ruffles my feathers some way. Like, get the shut the fuck up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh, let's yeah. we have to destroy this person now. We have to make sure that they can't eat anymore. Like, and and who nobody gives ever you that waits validation? for other sides, right? Nobody other ever waits for the other sides of situations. No, it's anymore. always who's first, bro. It's always do, who's first. I think. Right. Yeah, I think right now. Human, perhaps humanity, perhaps one of humanity's biggest fucking defects as a species is that right there. Yeah, is that people will literally hear something and it doesn't register to our supercomputer mega evolved apparently brains to wait for more information till you make an emotional judgment call on one side of a story. It's yeah. it's. You know, we're found, especially when we're founded on societies that have a legal system where that's the whole idea. Have we not generally as a people figured out to look a little more into shit? Like, you know, and especially, I don't know. It's also just impactful for me because I learned a lot about it this year because I had several friends in particular who, you know, had to deal with some shit that, you know, was completely that way. And a whole bunch of other people I know turn it on other people I know and to see the ignorance in a lot of people that I know that I just didn't expect to be there. People I really expected to wait till they got a full story. People I really thought were smart enough, caring enough, calm enough, patient enough, empathetic enough, sympathetic enough, smart enough to be able to check their own emotions until they heard the whole fucking deal, or at least the other side of the fucking story. Now, yes, I know there's situations where, and I'm talking about just general human bullshit. I'm not talking about like crazy situations. Mm -hmm. Always believe her. Absolutely. I'm not talking rape level crap. I'm not talking abuse level crap. So I don't want to hear a bunch of stuff about people flipping out. I'm just talking about people's general like behavior to each other. Okay. I need to make that clear. Because that's a whole other conversation when it comes to serious, serious shit. I'm just talking about the general ways that we treat people as humans. Do you know what I mean? Just the gossipy shit. Gossip is what I'm talking about. The fact that people still fall for gossip blows my mind. You know, like, and I'm bad with it now because, you know, if I hear gossip, I want to go straight to the other person and find out if it's true. And be like, well, that's the thing is people flock to that stuff. They they flock to the, Bad news is what sells, bro. Bad news sells. It right? doesn't matter if it's true or not. It's if it's bad enough. That's what people want to know. You know, and that's I'd, what's sick. <laughs> having that's one friend in sick. particular, just it was just you had to go through some shit. 
and uh, I'm not going to get into naming names, but in this this particular situation, it was just amazing how quickly so many people who were apparently such good friends just turned in the blink of a fucking eye, in the blink of a Facebook fucking post. Flock mentality, dude. You know, you that's all really, it is. That person isn't fucking close enough for you to actually for you to at least check in with them and have a because personal a conversation, opinion, right? No, no, no. If you had a separate opinion in that moment, everybody who was all turning on that one person, if you had a separate opinion that would slightly defend up and not even defend, if you just went, Hey, maybe we should look at everything here. Maybe Everybody we should was like, talk. fuck you, man. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. we're going to kill this guy. Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, totally. <laughs> the fucking mob, man. Oh, the mob That's mentality. All it is. It's mob it's mentality. Just, it's insane, you know, isn't it? Like it's nuts. It's it's yeah. it's the fear to it's the fear to die on your own hill. That's really what it is. Nobody wants to take a stand anymore. Everybody wants to follow the herd because if you yeah. take a stand, you piss people off. And people, a lot of people, can't handle the negative side of that. They can't handle the negative side of making a stand. Okay, yeah. they they they. It, it's almost like the, the virtual version of, you know, being, being someone that uh, I'm trying to think of the best, the, the best word for this um, conviction. Like if you're a man of conviction in normal life, say for instance, back in the day, outlaw style, you were a man of conviction one way or another, you're going to con- have a confrontation with somebody. Right. Okay. But this is in real life where now it's just all online. Right. It's just in words, words on a screen that some people can look at it as just words on a screen and other people look at it as straight up knives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because like, we don't have any scale anymore, any scale judgment. Like you make a mistake, you're done. Like, yes, there are certain mistakes. You kill a child, you should die in my opinion. Right. But if you, you know, if you are a shitty date, if you are a, douchebag on a date not an abusive one but just a jerk who's not polite or whatever or you know say you're cheap and you don't pay for the meal that's no fucking excuse for to have what can be done to you nowadays and it's great it's ridiculous nobody has any kind of you know scale going on in their heads anymore and it's like you do anything wrong you are just, you know, we're humans. We're supposed to make mistakes. Is that not how we learn? Is that not how not we anymore. evolve anymore? It doesn't seem not to anymore. Be. Like what? Are we not, supposed to like mistakes. These perfect people? Like, no, because all your mistakes are the next viral TikTok, bro. That's how it works. Right. Some people it's because, yeah, a lot of people thrive on mistakes. A lot of people's YouTube careers are based on they put them putting up videos of mistake after mistake after mistake, right? Listen, there yeah. is one thing I wanted to talk about in particular. Sure. Fucking Will Smith. Okay. okay. We're going to have a chat about Will Smith. All right, let's do it. I don't know if you've been following Big Willie lately. Uh, I Here and there. Here and there. Okay, so, you know, anybody who's been paying any attention to Will Smith or his social media in the past year or so, or even two years, maybe he's been on a bit of a journey himself. He's mm-hmm. been growing up and he's been dealing with some crap. Um, uh, yeah, and I saw been, all that with Jada and 
Yeah. He's been very public about a lot. And he's found a way because he was never big on social media before. But then he kind of got into social media as he was, you know, going through this kind of awakening in a way and used it as a tool to help him through this like journey of discovery and healing in that, you know, in, yeah, you know, as so many cheesy terms. So I, I remember watching it. I was starting to watch it. It would just be videos of him hanging out with the kids on a birthday or whatever. But then he would just put up one of his, of his thought process and it wouldn't be anything other than kind of a mental uh, like audible essay he wouldn't be saying, I believe this or I believe this. He once in a while put up these videos of like, you know, how about this with this? But this and it was just just free flow thinking, you know, and I was like, this is cool, man. And, you know, something's going on with fucking Will Smith. Then recently they have the whole, uh, you know, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is about to have their 30th anniversary. Right. And they're about yeah, to do the big reunion, the reunions on HBO Max. You know, and he's been going through so much crap. And, you know, I think anybody knows or would be familiar with that. He has had this 30 year feud with the original Aunt Viv, you know, Janice Hubert. Right. And, uh, you know, so. They did this red table show where, you know, they had a reunion and they got together on camera and they fucking hashed it out and they for real hashed it out. And, it, you know, there's. A little bit, of course, to it was for the cameras, probably in their behavior, being a little extra. I love you. I'm sorry. But the way they were explaining themselves was absolutely real. You could see it, you know, and they both admitted their faults, admitted their mistakes. And I don't know. It's strange because, like, I always was a Will Smith fan in general. Everybody likes him in something, right? Like, yeah, dude, Will Smith's badass. Yeah. And for me, it was Fresh Prince. I think on Fresh Prince, it, he's I grew up watching Fresh Prince, bro. How funny he was. He Absolutely. was st- stupid, 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 like Jim Carrey levels of fucking funny on Fresh Prince. Great. Hugely yeah, underrated. Great. So, you know, but to see him go through this and that he's sharing it with the world, he's really, to me right now, um, he's giving a great demonstration of what I believe social social media should be for. And at least in that way, how it can be helpful, how it can be healing. Sure. You may not have whatever he's got 10, 20, 30 million followers, you know, but it's not about the audience. It was never about the audience. If there is an audience of even one, you, yes, you want to connect with that one, of course, but that's the reason you want to connect with them is because they're connecting with what you're saying on your show. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, you know, circular thing. So I just, you know, I didn't know if you've seen any of it, but I just Will Smith seems to be like this one guy who's facing it. You watch all the other celebrities and all the shows right now. They're all held up in their places and they're all being just, you know, dealing with this and dealing on the talk shows, making little jokes. Yeah. But he's putting his own shit out there where he's really facing all this shit. He's like, this is a chance for to do this or to do that. And, you know, it's impressed me and I've just enjoyed it. So. It's, it's I've enjoyed his content for the last year just with how positive he is. You know, I, I'm I'm a big proponent of, of positive content and, and his stuff definitely comes across my my radar uh, just with different videos he puts out about, you know, like you said, thought processes for the day and, and, and yeah. how to how to better think about a certain situation, all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I really do. I appreciate that kind of stuff. And I like the fact that 
he kind of waited to come out with all that stuff. Like he didn't jump on the bandwagon of, of, you know, uh, social media for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then all of a sudden when he did, it was all this, you know, good stuff. Like there was, there well, was all this, you know, solid, positive stuff. He was saying like, he felt like he became Will Smith, like Will Smith and didn't really know what that was. And he was just like yeah. a cartoon character of a thing. And for him to be so vulnerable as he's been, you know, because he was always such a private person that it's, it's, yeah. I think it's been helpful. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a situation in a circumstance of a celebrity using their celebrity for a good reason. I think he's going to, he's seriously inspiring people right now. And, you know, that's something we need. And, you know, there's, there's so much shit. <laughs> what's your, uh, what's your favorite Will Smith movie before we, uh, oh, talk about movie? Else, but, yeah. Yeah. Out of all of them. movie and i mean you could go into two different if we could if if we want to make it easier we could separate dramatic role funny role okay well dramatic i would probably say ali uh-huh he was amazing in ali um yep. you know um i don't know a lot of his stuff is just kind of typical big will vehicles you know what I mean? But he's done <laughs> he's done his, his good work, even though they weren't movies that maybe super appealed to I'm me. I'm a big fan of uh Loved his, of Happiness. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, he yeah, did well was, in it. Um yeah. Suicide Squad. I thought he was a great dead. He was shot. great dead. I thought dude. he was he, he really was, brought yeah. some heart to that character. I was super yes. impressed with his performance in fucking Suicide Squad, man. I was yes, like, absolutely right on. But he's always likable, you know, even like uh Hancock was even fun, right? Hancock was great. I love the men legend. in black. Yeah, I am legend. I am legend. Oh, the dog scene man. in that, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. That that hits you different. That 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 shit hit me like Artax in the Swamp of Sadness, you know what I'm saying? That that was rough. I hear you, man, but the Bob, you know, the Bob Marley being all over that fucking movie and shit, it was it was cool, man. I miss movies. I miss I, I do, do too. Miss I miss going it to feels- the, I miss going to movies. It's different. Like <laughs> Oh my God, dude! When all right, look. So Bill and Ted Face the Music came out. Don't now, spoil it. I haven't seen it. Yet. I'm not gonna spoil anything. But in the world of Jimmy, Bill and Ted, the franchise is fucking massive. Okay, I got you. And yeah. with my whole band, this is like Keystone stuff. Okay, so we. I mean, bogus journey. Like I. I all right, look. We all love the first one. We adore the second one, and now this third one came out, and it was like if that had have been an in-person thing, like I remember the last time we all went out as a band and it was for when the nightmare before Christmas did 3d, this was fucking 10 years ago or some shit like that. And we all went out and see, like it was, it was the whole thing. Now, given that bill and Ted came out like this with release at home, not being able to go to a theater or anything, we still kind of did like a thing at the house, but it was like, bro, it's different. You know, things are different now. It's just, it's, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. You have to look, you have to, you have to accept the different more or less like look for the good things in that. Like we were like, well, you know what? Like, Hey, we're having this big ass party here. At least thinking about this now we can drink as much as we want. We're not spending a crazy right. amount of money. We're not yeah. doing all this. Like, yeah. Okay. There's all those positives, but the negative side is you're not out. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not, you don't have that ambiance of actually being somewhere other than, 
the safety of your own home. See, I go. I, to I don't know, man. Like, I almost like, think like I almost think this is going to have the same kind of effect as like when they stopped, you know, all this anti-bullying thing in schools. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like when they stopped doing that, you almost took away a certain. And I'm not. I'm not saying I don't support bullying. I, I support standing up to the bully. But what I'm saying is like when you took all this, you know all this huge anti-bullying stuff came in through you almost took away this creative aspect that people got who were bullied in school who got the shit kicked out of them every single day and then they came out of it again levels again scales there's you know because you know i will admit there was i was bullied as a child and there was one bully in particular where that did not fucking help me that did not harden Uh me that just fucking traumatized me Mm because of the kind of shit this kid pulled and it was the fear that I got instilled with at that time. So I, again, I think there's levels. I do have a big problem with that kind of shit. But like I was saying earlier, I'm hardened as well, where I think once you've gotten to a certain age, get off your goddamn ass, quit bitching. And, you know, because I, I do go out. I go to I, I, the drive-in or wherever I can go. I don't, I'm not staying in my house like a lot of people are doing. You know, I am, I'm going for yeah. a walk or whatever the hell plus i work outside all day right like i climb trees so i get that kind of break but a lot of people i know have gone through certain cabin fever like episodes that i'm worried for them there's people i'm genuinely worried for for sure yeah i think this is cracking their brains you know where they're so full of emotion and their brains are so full of thought right now that i think that's a big issue people need to cleanse out their brains right now you're 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 either online or you're sitting in your house. All you're doing right now is soaking up information. You're watching your phone. Yeah. You're watching TV. You're on the computer. All you're doing is soaking up, and it's not just like normal information. It's madness coming from everywhere. Especially, but you have to like choose the information. It's up to yeah. you to choose the information. Yeah. You guys are going 100%. through a month long fucking election, right? So, oh my god, people are confused <laughs> by fucking shit, and it's like. You need to empty it out, you know, and that's what, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like, yay, hiking. But like, that's what going out into the woods has done for me. You know, why, why sit mm-hmm. in my backyard and smoke my joint when I could go for a little one? I'm not saying you all got to go on a fucking 10K every fucking day. If you, you no, know, but everybody you got to find something get outside every day. I know people who will go four or five days with at literally not leaving their house literally not walking out the front door you're gonna get fucked up if you do that you know like yeah you gotta get out there bro you really really are and even if we're in a met like a pandemic like go alone go for a walk and you know i don't take this time to study take this time to pick up that subject that you've always wanted to pick up that you've never had the time to do yeah get into that kind of shit find something new find something weird and new that you want to get into fuck there's all kinds the world is full of subjects. Find something. <laughs> Just like right now is a time when we need to not lose sight of what a cool tool social media and the internet can be, right? Because it's helped us. To, True. Imagine if we were going through this pandemic without the internet and couldn't have ordered what we need or talked to Tiger our friends. Game wouldn't have been as funny. Like, yeah, right? It's bad enough that I can't see all y'all. I'm probably not going to see any of my American friends for years. I'm. That's <laughs> where I've laid into. People are like, no, no, it won't be that long. And I'm like, no, we're coming up bro. on a year and it'll probably be another year before I'm, you know, and a lot of my adorable American friends will ask me, have they said anything about opening the border or 
no, no, they haven't. In fact, there's an absolute 98.7% demand by the population to keep that fucking border closed. And, you know, it's your numbers are staggering now. Uh, Bob Sally on the show the other day, I couldn't believe it. He was like, oh, yeah, we're like 10,000 a day. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's crazy, bro. That's craziness. Oh, I was just out in uh, California. Uh, I, I had to fly out there for work. I was out in uh, San Francisco for three weeks. And what I noticed was the massive difference in how people responded to the social distancing and the, and the mask wearing versus back home in Detroit. You know, out there, I mean, you know, people are, are, are jogging, you know, with masks on. People are oh, driving in their cars saying. with masks on. Yeah, people are... Yeah. You know, there, there's no one without a mask on. You know, the, the only people that don't have masks that I saw there, period, were like hippies on uh, Hayton Ashbury Street. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. it, you know, um, seriously mentally deranged people walking around the pier by Alcatraz prison. You know, things of that sure. sort. Everybody else that was in their right mind had a mask on. You know, yeah. and compared to here where I just left... When I just left Michigan, it was right after Halloween. And in Michigan, in Romeo, Michigan, there's a street called Tilson Street. Tilson Street is known worldwide for the Halloween decorations, okay? The entire street goes balls out, okay? okay. The whole, both sides, dude. I'm talking like massive, elaborate Halloween decorations. So there's tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of people. And I'm taking... Uh, me, my wife, and my kids in my truck, and we're driving down the street, and all these people are together, and there's no masks wearing. They're not. They nobody gave wow. a fuck. Nobody gave a fuck. They're all walking around with no mask. And I get like, yeah, okay, we're outside, but everybody's close together, man. Everybody's close together. And so it was like, it was crazy to see like we don't play about this out here. To where back in Michigan, it was like, eh, you know, whatever. Right. Like yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't do that. Like if you did. You were looked at as like a social leper in California. You can't do that here. If you didn't have your mask on. We're not playing here. We're not playing here. I imagine it's very much much the same way. It's not so much. You do say, I do see the occasional person driving with their mask on. And I'm kind of like, okay, I hope they're an Uber driver because that is kind of weird. Yeah, um, this is weird, but whatever. It makes you you feel better, whatever, man. Look, there's people that walk around. Look. There's but people if you that go literally to the store or something around, without it, it's a $750 fine in your pocket if you don't have dude, your mask this, on. Yeah. There are people that walk around with anal butt plugs inserted 24 hours a day. It is not that big of a deal to wear a mask. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And now it's actually a time when I noticed right away that it's warmer. You cover up your face anyways in the winter. Do you not have yep. the time have your face covered by your scarf or your necky or whatever, right? So yeah, we'll see what know. happens, man. It's all. I good. mean, it, I I just I want to get back to the sense of normalcy and and back to the sense of oh, normalcy and, so and providing weird. providing good content to the people that want to listen to it and 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 still follow me to today, which is awesome. Yeah. And I, I I literally I can't wait to do it. So with with even with when all the are you doing that's it? Going What's on. the schedule? What's happening? When do people expect this? Madness? Well, I am going to uh, I have the zero episode recorded. I am uh, I have the very first episode being recorded Tuesday next week uh, with a very special guest. Um, 
I'm, I'm just, dude, I'm just booking people to go from there, man. I'm, I'm trying to bank as much episodes as I can in December to actually like start putting things out and not be behind the gun, even though like, cause I'm preparing for the worst and I'm expecting, you know, if things get back to where they were, a lot of people are going to be having a lot of free time to do some shows. So I'm kind of jumping on the bandwagon with this and it just feels good, dude. It really does. It feels good to be back into turning the mic on and, and having free flow conversations with people yes. about passionate stuff and getting into yes. things I like. And yes, it's not going to be, you know, arc junkies. It's not going to be the welding show, but there's still just like how you, how you spoke before, how you're still going to give a platform for comic books and things like that. I'm still going to have welders on the show because I know so many and that's what I've done for 20 years. And it's just, it, you know, it's going to happen. I've never had tree people, people on, on the show. So now maybe you I should. Might. I know. You right? should. You yes, know, there's, there's, you there's have tree people. There's this one Instagrammer I follow and she just started a tree podcast. And there was one other one, the educated climber, this guy down in London does. And, uh, you know, they're getting, they're pretty big in this. Cause there's not many like fun, like tree podcasts, but, uh, you know, I've thought about having maybe have someone on once in a while. I but think I think you will. need to. Yeah, I think you but need now to. we got to reciprocate. So I got to get to come over there and talk some shit on your show. So, yeah, man. Yeah, right, we'll do right. that. I um, It's just it, it, it feels good, man. Like. Leaving Art Junkies, bro, was it's a big decision, man. You built a monster out of that. Like it was, bro. And like. All right. We're going to go down this hole. Okay. <laughs> I haven't spoken about this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I haven't said anything for seven months. I haven't said why I left. I haven't said uh, outside of just the basic, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm done and I'm going to go do this now and yada, yada, yada. I didn't, right. I haven't talked about <laughs> the, the buildup or, or anything. So we'll go with this. Um, when I started Arc Junkies, bro, there was one other show. All right. One other welding podcast. Now, you know, like I know, coming from all of the friends that have podcasts and the networks and the things that we did when we did, when I had Ninja Starship and you were still doing Elegant Weapon, we all networked together. Okay. Mm. And everybody networked together. Everybody went on everybody's shows. Everybody promoted everybody. Everybody did all that kind of shit. So (laughs) I had none of that when I started Arc Junkies. When I started Arc Junkies, the other podcast wanted nothing to fucking do with me, no matter how many times. Right, I I remember that. No matter how many times I was like, hey, let's cross pod. Hey, let's do a show. Hey, let's do this. It was no. So I fucking was like, way too cool, right? And how you brought how you brought that up earlier when you say you can't do something like it doesn't fucking piss you off. Well, when somebody fucking puts their middle finger in my face, that pisses me off to fucking dominate. So that's exactly what I did. And I fucking took that as a giant fuck you. And I went into like hyperdrive as far as building arc junkies. Okay. I, I went everywhere. I went out of state. I went all the way down to Texas. I dude, I'm talking anywhere and everywhere that I could. I talked to anybody, here. anybody that I could. I came to Canada. <laughs> yeah. I did Fab Tech. I yeah. went from showing up at Fab Tech to being the sponsored fucking podcast at Fab Tech. I brought issues to the welding leaders, the presidents of the AWS <laughs> that nobody fucking did. Even oh, to this day, nobody has done what I've done. And I fucking, I don't care. Dude, 
I'll say I will die on this hill. Nobody right. has brought right. the issues right. to the fucking main people that need to know about them like I did. So I stirred the pot. I pissed everybody fucking off because what I did is I got tired of promoting mediocrity. Okay. What happened is people that get into this trade, they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to fucking, we're going to make a lot of money and we're going to do all this because the AWS, which is the American welding society likes to promote the top 10% of welders, which are usually on the pipeline. They're very specialized. Okay. They're pipeline aerospace. And even that's a giant fucking pay gap. So, Really, they're promoting like this very, 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 very small amount of people that make this kind of gargantuan amounts of money per year. Everybody else makes dog shit. That's the giant secret. Okay. So unless you become really fucking good, eat tons of shit and become very specialized, you're going to starve to death in this trade. People right. didn't want to hear that. I shook their tree when I, when, when you. When people are like, oh, I made a hundred grand last year. I'm 25 years old. I fucking la da 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 da. It's like, so? Yeah. Like, good for you. Yeah. Like, do you, like, I said this on the show all the time that the middle class was disappearing. What I've learned in this seven months, especially with seeing everything, is that the middle class in America is not disappearing. The middle class has gone up in scale. What everybody thought of as being like, we want to make a million dollars and be a millionaire. And that's, we're just going to be all good. That's now fucking middle class because the single yeah, digit millionaire, man. Yeah. He, not just inflation, everything else, the single digit millionaire isn't fucking secure. He's the middle class guy worrying about shit. If he's going to be able to take care of it and everybody else is fucking bobbing their heads above water, barely making it. Okay. Yeah. Because absolutely. they might say like, yeah, I got, I can make my truck payment. I got my bills paid. I got my house payment done. My food's fucking, my fridge is full and I got a thousand bucks in my pocket. Fucking awesome. Now, now you got cancer. What are you going to do? Well, in your, what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You're drained. Yeah. Any major, major fucking catastrophe. Move to fucking like Canada. Happens, you don't have the financial backup, the cushion. To, to help anybody in your family, if you have under $10 million net worth in this country, fucking period. Right. And once I started realizing that, I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I promoting this as a career? This is wrong. Promote it as a skill. Right. Because that's really what it's become anymore. A skill to help you along in another job. Unless, like I said before, you're like, on the pipeline or something else. You see what I'm saying? Very I, specialized yeah, in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got to that point, man, where I'm like, dude, not to mention like, you know, the last couple months of the show really it kind of turned it into a, a different direction. It was just two guys bitching about how the fucked up everything is in the, sh in the industry and no solutions. And it was like, you know what? This isn't helping anybody. All we're doing is, Instead of promoting positivity, we're promoting negativity now. And yeah. it's like, look, this, 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 this needs to end. I need to give this to somebody. The only way to save that show was to give it to somebody that was fucking as passionate as I was, period. As, as far as like, at least in the beginning when I started it. Right. So I, I wrote down a couple names. I wrote down a couple, you know, more or less people that I thought could really handle this. And as I started like checking off names and going through it, the guy that kept coming at the top of my list was Jason Becker. 
Now, Jason Becker, he's known for well.com. Okay. He kind of took over after uh, another, another gentleman that was running it for a while. And he kind of grew, you know, he's a, he's a weld inspector. He's an educator. He's a, a American welding society chair member. Like this guy's in, you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. anybody's going to lead this show, it's going to be the guy that has all this behind him. Not to mention the fact that I knew he was of good character just from not only being with him at a, at a few different events and promoting things with him with art junkies and well.com, but also, you know, we're both, uh, Blue Lodge Master Masons. So, I mean, I knew where his heart was as far as how good of a person he is and where he could possibly take this in, a, in the direction that it needed to go. It didn't need to sit in this area of two guys bitching about everything that sucked about it. It needed to go into an area that promoted how to get to the top percent of this trade and not right. accept anything less than that. And that's what it's done. And since then, it is the most successful welding podcast in the world. It is sponsored by the American Welding Society. You don't get bigger fucking balls in the welding community than that, period. Yeah. Yeah. And for the fact that I can sit back and see that, even though I'm not the captain of the ship, I built the motherfucker. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Fuck I can yeah. sit back and see the better captain drive that ship. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, sure, man. The better captain for that ship. And that's Sweet. who Jason Becker is. And that's literally where it was like, all right, you know what? You I'm fucking done built something. Yeah. And I, I like, but where I was building it, I was taking it in the wrong direction. You see what I'm saying? I was, it, I was letting it go into a, an area that it didn't need to go. Well, you were letting your emotions take over, right? That's really the problem. Yeah. That's yeah. the, pr and that was because I lacked the mental toughness that was needed for that kind of position because yeah. all I did is see all the negative for 90 fucking percent of the, of the whole industry, except for this one small section. Right. You know what I mean? And I yeah. let that fucking eat at me and I let it get to me and I let my own dissatisfaction get to me. And I was like, this is not healthy for this. People come to that fucking show to be inspired to get through their job, to get through their fucking normal shitty day, Art Junkies gives them one fucking hour of relief during that fucked up day. That's what this show is. I'm not going to let that die. So I let that, I, I, I pass the torch, per se. Right. And the, by the, passing the, new, the torch, I freed myself. The new torchbearer says, thanks for the confidence, Jimmy, and for building this shit, brother. Oh, right on. He's watching right on, Jason. Fuck yeah. yeah. So good times. Everybody should check out Arc Junkies. Um, it's a beautiful story, Jimmy. I'm proud of you, man. I watched you come. I see. I, I remember I was there and we were fucking good old Motor City Comic Con. Me and a few other friends were doing a, a podcasting panel. It was just like a podcasting 101 panel. And there yep. in the second row was or maybe third or fourth row back. Right in the middle row was fucking Jimmy's bright eyed, fucking smiling, super excited face. Yeah. No, it was no, you were smiling. You were like, you were loving it. You were loving it. And, uh, yeah. 
you know i mean god it's been so long i can't believe how long i've been doing this now it's been five years now man it's been five years and this is nine it's it, almost 10 for me i think it'll be 10, 10 for, yeah because you were five yeah, years in when March. i started yeah yeah so long time i'm way behind though like because i just i'm just too punk rock for podcasting man i'm like probably <laughs> i should probably be like 50 episodes or more further than where i'm at uh, wherever drunk on comics is at, you know what? I, I could look, no, I don't want to get into it right now, but if you look up drunk on comics and see whatever, whatever episode that drunk on comics is at, if they've been keeping up weekly, I don't know. I haven't looked in a while. Uh, that's where I should be at. We were relatively like neck and neck from like the beginning. Cause we started like within a fucking week or two of each other. Right. So, uh, and they're like way past, like, they're probably closer to 500 and I'm still at like, this is like 383 because I've taken weeks off or just been too lazy or not in the mood to talk. And what I learned early on for me for podcasting, it was always, you know, a way to express myself, but I was never going to try to make anything off of it. If it ever happened to explode, great. I'd run with it, but I was never, ever going to try. And uh, I just didn't want to go about it that way. And I still fucking don't. But I still have a loyal amount of people who still hang out. And, you know, the show has become a platform that people know about. And I'm proud to be part of the circuit. You know, like when people are like, okay, I got a Kickstarter. I got a new podcast, you know, got a new comic coming out. What are the podcasts? And, you know, I get a daily, daily, I get messages from people requesting to come on the show. And, you know, I have to tell them, oh, my God, I, I sure but it's going to be a long time you know and i tell people that all the time because it's just either like the combination of me being lazy not okay it's not lazy at all i shouldn't say that if i'm not in the mood to pod i'm not going to pod i can't i'm not going to be the guy who force if it was my job i would force myself to do it every day or every week because it's yeah. like a profession it's not that for me so if i don't feel like doing it i'm not going to fucking do it and I just, I came to, you know, I came to grips with that years ago and there, it ebbs and flows right now. I'm starting to enter a Renaissance. I'm starting to mm -hmm. pod more than I have in a long time. I'm starting to look forward to potting again. I'm starting to get excited about having these conversations again and you know, it'll come, it'll go. And you know, eventually I'll get to episode 420 and who knows something crazy could happen and I could get a nutty guess for that. And I might even shoot for one because you know, it's it's hard because a lot of this show, the heart of the show has been live shows from Comic-Cons for years. Right. Yeah. Those are always yeah. my most popular episodes. When I go off and do a Comic-Con and get a whole bunch of interviews and put that into the world, that has been hands down my my biggest shows by far. That's what built this show. If it has any kind of regular audience has been those live Comic-Con shows. Cause they're great. They are. Everyone's just so happy and in great mood. And it's always fun conversations. You know, it's not just the same shit over and over and over again. It's a lot of jokes and good times. Right. But yeah. just the zoom, I started to notice it was just like, so what inspired that? And, you know, <laughs> well, tell me about your team, you know, yeah. how did you get, where'd you meet those guys? And like, I can only ask so much. I really, you know, because it, it was easier doing comics in the past when they didn't have a Kickstarter 
almost. Yeah, now they have a, a, a yeah. momentum they have to push behind. Yeah, yeah, now there's a huge, you know, there's much more, you know, a much bigger ulterior motive behind just coming on the show for a chat. You know, it's very promote. That's what I meant by the hard promotion now. Where it used to be, hey, I got a comic. Can I come on? Maybe we'll talk about it or whatever. Yeah, it was a lot less about the comic. We would talk about the comic, but I would have these much more interesting conversations with people about, you know, how they got into stuff or whatever. And it's just never enough now because you have to mention this and you have to get that mentioned and you have to get that mentioned. And it's like, man, I don't want to. Yep. You know, but I've still got uh, a lot of cool stuff. Um, I've actually had a couple review uh, copies of things come in the mail recently. So I am excited about trying something new about just reviewing comics, which I've never really done, where I've always had a conversation with the creator. I have never sat down and just told you which I, what I thought much about a fucking comic, me on my own. Mm-hmm. So I might try doing that because I have an opinion. Whether you like it or not, I value it. Right. You know, I have an idea. I've been thinking about how to up this game that we're in. Oh, shit. And. Yeah, you could have a network. Okay. Networks are you could host. You could host shows. Okay. But. What's what could be the next thing to make it to where it's interactive? Because that's what people want. They want to be interactive. So I was like, what if we started our own online radio station where we had dedicated shows for certain hours, but we also played fucking music that people could tune into and make it literally like an internet station. But say, for instance, where other internet stations seem to be like one or two shows and then nothing but music. You legit kick this off every day with a morning show. Right. And then you get into like the nerd radio hour and then you get into like, you see what I'm saying? Oh, the love and relationships section or the fucking whatever, you know, you, you, you do this network thing, but you do it live with, the radio that's like toxic radio out of philly yes yeah there's there's outfits doing that basically yeah they pay for the rights to a certain amount of music and they have their own shows and pods they throw up absolutely man yeah yeah so i mean why couldn't we we could you do you have if you have the time (laughs) to put into doing that i'm a board for the ride and i will help out in the way that i can but I think we might have just started something. I, hey, man, <laughs> we can talk more. It's that kind of world now. Where what the fuck else are we going to do? You well, know that's what, I mean? what I'm saying. Although man, I have stuck- also been doing, like, just quick side note, is I've been doing more writing and drawing than I ever have in my life. You know, yeah. bro, I've done more guitar playing right. in, in, in the recent month or two than I have in years, man, like, we got the band back together. We started writing right, new right. music, like everything. Yeah. Like I'm like, it, was and it all became all because of this. About that. Yeah. 
oh, dude, it yeah. became because of this, and I am so fucking excited. Isn't it weird for me? Quarantine makes you feel was so good. <laughs> it's hurting me right now with my social mental aspect, but other than that, it was. It's been really good for me. I'm mm-hmm. fitter, healthier, happier, more motivated, more inspired than I have been yeah. in years. But at the yeah, same time, like- I'm lost, confused, and angry and frustrated at the same time. So yes. it's, shit, it's what's allowed going on? For, it's allowed for a lot of self-improvement because there's been nothing but time. You know, like I mean, dude, for I I, I literally I went into Scientology. Okay, because I fucking, I, bro, like, listen, 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 listen. I was broken. <laughs> listen. So when it, when it comes to, when it comes to like the mental toughness and shit, like I was literally, I'm like looking all around, like, how can I, how can I build this up? What are exercises to help build this up? What are things? And the more and more I kept looking at different stuff, I kept getting sent over to this way. So literally like. I started reading a couple things and like, of course I went and I read all the other shit, you know, all the Xenu and the, you know, the fucking everything that came along with all this other shit. But what I found was actually when I started reading the shit is that what's being said is not what's being, is not what's there. You know what I'm saying? What people are talking about the shit is not necessarily what's in the book. Right. You know what I mean? So I signed up. I started doing a few courses just to kind of figure this thing out, see what it was. And I'm telling you, man, like, this is like, this is, this is, this is life tools to make your fucking mental strength beyond, beyond what you can't even imagine. Okay. Okay. Right. Like there's, there's, there's no talk about like fucking aliens and all this other bullshit that comes with it. This is literally like mental strength, life tools in each fucking course and the only reason that it's branded as a religion is because it acknowledges a spirit that's the only reason you see what i'm saying Yeah, and that reason is fucking nuts <laughs> well but i mean it it, 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 it but this it, it hold on more... this goes this goes okay. back to the whole thing of who cares where you're getting inspired from as long as it's not hurting anybody that's right? all i'm trying to say right? is that and the shit you if know, you're, if it, you read if the words of it, you get something out of it. Because Jimmy, I really, I don't expect you to run off and join fucking Scientology and fucking do all that weird shit that you know there is also fucking weird shit. But 100%, you know, bro. if you're yeah. getting inspiration out of fucking like like, if you're getting out of inspiration out of something, you know, and it's not harming anybody else, I I'm fully for that, and I'm for that because it's also like, uh, you know. take the positive take the positive but know when to you know what i mean yeah that's the way that i look at it take the good from everything but once it gets starts getting fucked up that's when you kind of gotta you know separate yourself but so far man i've had a fucking blast with it uh that's cool man and it's also interesting shit to read up on anything even if it's bad crazy or not right if it wasn't uh, for quarantine dude that just goes to show you how my mind works if when i'm stuck in one fucking spot i start just reaching out for anything that i can find to help stimulate something right you know behind me is what stimulates me man what what do you got that batman that's my answer for everything man is batman Batman. endurance perseverance 
fucking you know just mental fucking mental acuity like fucking nothing else man and i know it's cheesy and it's a fucking it's a it's a made-up fictional character about a dude with psychotic issues running around in a <laughs> giant bat suit i fucking a get super it. rich dude but you know what some of the most talented writers in the world ever have used the medium of batman the channel of batman to bring across some of the most you know, deepest, well, you know, hardest hitting stories about endurance and fucking perseverance as anyone else ever has. Right now to so, dive into this with you, to right. dive into this with you, Batman, I, as much as I love Batman, don't get me wrong. If I had to pick, right. I'm a DC guy. Right. I love Batman. All, I right. love the darkness of it. However, the antithesis of Batman being the Joker is what really drives me to Batman for the simple fact of that's what makes Batman kind of that fucking badass is that he has to defeat a guy like the Joker. The the villains always make the heroes, man. Right. Oh always. yeah. Yeah. No. That 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 dynamic there is one of the greatest in history, if not the. Absolutely. Like, and you know, I, sometimes you can't people find a more a more pure style of fictional criminal yeah then okay the like look at evil and badness and you've got your level up there's always the two biggest in pop culture and that's the joker and darth vader okay now given right now the thing that edges out the joker for more for me is that relationship between him and batman because it's more of a faux relationship than the father-son weird dynamic that Vader's got going on over there, right? Right. So, yeah, and just, it it is the antithesis of evil. Like, like Darth Vader is messed up. He's traumatized. He was once good. He has to come back to the light, you know? There's none of that in the Joker. The Joker is the most broken... You know, unpredictable. He don't want to come back. That's my yeah. favorite part. He wants yeah. to go further. Yeah. You can't even possibly start to comprehend what's going on inside the Joker's head. And that's my favorite part about it because that's what Batman does. He figures out, comprehends things. And his greatest villain is obviously fucking something he cannot identify with in any way. Right. And he's right. not going to kill him. So it's going to be, it's this eternal struggle. And yeah, it's a fucking beautiful thing, man. It's absolutely beautiful. It's I, gorgeous. I, I, all right. That's an hour and a half. I'm going to have to wrap it up just because I got to keep wrapping up all my things here to do move, your thing, dude. To, we could have, we could have went down the Batman hole. <laughs> we'll do more, man. We'll do a Batman hole next time. See, this is what it's all about. This feels good. This feels great. Thank you so much. Fucking hanging out, Jimmy. Fucking right on. Dude, anytime. So Thank up. you for having me, man. It's uh, been all you wonderful people out there yeah watching and commenting it's been super super cool so yeah we're gonna keep having fun uh sounds like jimmy and i have both cracked out in the in the same way where <laughs> you know we've gone to the extremes of holding on by we're not just gonna hold on but we're gonna fucking exceed and uh you know it's gonna be still hard it's still gonna be tough um but you know anybody out there I hope you're all good. If you are extra struggling, reach out to somebody. Reach out to me. Reach out to Jimmy. Reach out to the show. As we've fucking massively expressed, we'll talk to anybody about fucking anything. So if you want to talk about absolutely fucking anything, man, hit us up and or down hit up, or hit up whoever. Comment. Get a hold of us. Uh, Jimmy, what are your handles at the moment? 
Uh, right now, I am Jimmy McKnight underscore 313 on Instagram and also McKnight Show on Instagram. Pay, uh, pay close attention to that one. There's going to be a lot more stuff getting uploaded to that very soon. Uh, the very first episode of McKnight Show drops January 4th, 2021 uh, with a very, very, very special guest who uh, happens to be on the Discovery Channel. So uh, we're going to we're, we're setting it off big, man. Whenever I do something, I go big. So I didn't uh, I didn't let all my connections die. We're going to have a lot of good fun with this one. Uh, Jimmy starting off with an absolute bang. That's fantastic. Um, there you go, kids. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Fucking Jimmy McKnight. Uh, come back soon. I can't tell you when because I don't know. Um, anytime, you know, brother. You it's let actually me know. we've been actually it's been steady the past like couple Sundays. I think I don't know. Maybe I finally found a day after nine years uh, that works best for doing this goddamn show. Uh, live i still like doing it live and it's fun that people come and it's fun and live it, yeah, it is yeah. it's fun live it keeps you keeps you yeah, going yeah 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 and it first it's made it's forced me to almost relax more because i hate the pressure of pressure and i'm like you know what? it's gonna be fun i'm just gonna crack out in front of the people i hope you're all enjoying this because i'm cracking out in front of you and that's gonna pretty much be the show <laughs> from here on in is me cracking out con- continuously more throughout the fucking pandemic um you know, one of these days you're going to tune in. I'm going to be in the fucking woods with my goddamn <laughs> ring light, a fucking tree or some shit. All right, Jimmy, Woody I Harrelson love you. In 2012. <laughs> good times. Good times. Indeed. Anytime, all right. brother. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Kids, that's all we're going to have this week uh, on a fucking elegant weapon. I hope you all stay safe out there. And I hope you all. That's loud. We're still figuring out this live thing, too. There it is. Thanks again to the Slackers. Boss Harmony Sessions. Love you all. Peace.